Congressman Trey Gowdy has announced that Congress is going to finally get their hands on documents from the DOJ related to the Fast and Furious scandal. This was when Eric Holder, Obama's attorney general, uh, allowed 2,000 guns that were bought illegally to just stay on the street. They were trying to track the criminals who bought them. It's called gun walking. And they lost track of these guns. These guns ended up in the hands of Mexican drug cartels and other criminals. And the government lost track of it. These guns ended up being used for to commit crimes, to commit murder. They were linked to murder. They were found near the site where Border Patrol agents were murdered in cold blood. I mean, just an absolutely egregious scandal. And then Eric Holder covered it up. He refused to provide Congress with documents that they subpoenaed or that they requested uh, relevant to the Fast and Furious scandal. They held him in contempt of Congress. Eric Holder, the attorney general, yes, was held in contempt of Congress, amazingly. And now we're finally going to get our hands on those documents and see uh, what Obama and Holder were guilty of in the Fast and Furious scandal. Now, amazing. What have we been waiting for? You know, uh, it's now... March of the second year of President Trump's administration. Why has it taken DOJ this long? You feel like Jeff Sessions and DOJ, they just stall and, and, and they're just in slow motion. Like they have to get a grip on the fact that Jeff Sessions, you are in control right now. The Republicans control the White House and Congress for that matter. And it's time to start moving. We may lose Congress here in a few months. Now, uh, Trey Gowdy has also been calling for a special counsel to investigate the FISA corruption, the Christopher Steele dossier being used to request a FISA warrant being used as evidence, even though it was paid for uh, by Hillary's campaign. And it's unsubstantiated and basically a phony document with these bogus allegations against President Trump and, and his involvement with Russia. Now, amazingly, we're begging for a special counsel, and we have yet to even see an investigation into FISA abuses. Jeff Sessions says the inspector general is going to look into it. That's not even a real investigation. Meanwhile, you know, they've invest been investigating Trump and collusion for two years. Mueller's been at it for almost a year. But even before that, the FBI was investigating uh, to the Trump campaign and Carter Page back in the middle of 2016. It's almost two years that we're investigating Trump for Russia collusion bogus gate. And they have nothing. We have seen zero evidence amazingly, there is much more evidence to suggest uh, that the Obama administration was corrupt in committing these horrible crimes with FISA warrants spying on Trump's campaign. Uh, there's more evidence without even a single day of investigating. We have more evidence that Obama committed crimes than we have that Trump's campaign or Trump committed any crimes in two years of investigating and almost a year of Bob Mueller and a special counsel. I mean, you cannot make this stuff up. Uh, Obama's DOJ and FBI conspiring with Hillary's campaign with the Democrats to sabotage Trump's supplying on his campaign. Susan Rice unmasking thousands of conversations, including conversations that Trump officials had with foreign leaders. And they unmasked the identity and the conversations that were had by Trump campaign officials. Obama's uh, National Security Advisor Susan Rice, she has no, she's not an investigator. She has no business looking into these matters. That's for the FBI to do. Uh, and and yet we have to beg for a special counsel. Like, I mean, we're not asking you to indict. We're just asking for a simple investigation. What do you need to start investigating? You need to find an actual recording of Obama telling his staff members to assassinate President Trump? Like, what do, does it take to just get a simple investigation? I mean, okay, remember to follow us on Twitter at ThePoliticsZone, at the politics zone to get politics updates throughout the day. We won't bombard you, but we'll give you what you need to know. Uh, Jeff Sessions 
is going to be suing California over interference with immigration enforcement. They're basically a big sanctuary state. They have all these sanctuary cities in California. And California Governor Jerry Brown responds. He says, President Trump, the White House, DOJ, they're waging war on California. Trump administration is waging war on the state of California. Well, for, if we are, then good. It's long overdue. Again, even this, why has Jeff Sessions waited? He promised to crack down on sanctuary cities, waited over a year to do it, but it's finally going to happen. And But who's really waging the war here? California's waging the war. They refuse to enforce federal immigration laws that are on the books. Do you know that it's illegal if police officers in California pull somebody over uh, for some kind of moving violation, let's say, it's illegal for them to ask them about their immigration status. They're not allowed to say, hey, are you here legal, legally or illegally? They're not allowed to, to actually check and investigate whether someone committing a crime is in this country illegally. That's against the law, folks. And basically, they have these sanctuary cities. They're not allowed to enforce immigration law, period. They're not allowed to go and find and crack down on illegal immigrants in California. So who's waging the war? They are defying the federal law that they're supposed to abide by, they're supposed to enforce, and they're the ones sticking it in our face. They're literally ignoring federal law, the state of California. Well, to me, that's an act of treason. So California is the one waging the war. This is always how Democrats do it. They do do something against the law, and then we call them on it, and we sue them. Well, you're waging a war on us. Like, are you serious? Like, well, you're. How could you? How dare you wage a war on us? I mean, what is that? Like, that, that that's their logic. I I, I it scares me because I think they actually believe it. Uh, Iran says that uh, they can produce highly enriched uranium in less than two days. They say that if America backs out of the Iran deal, which it looks like we're going to do here in the next few weeks, if we back out of the nuclear deal, within two days, they can resume 20% enriched uh, uranium. I'm sorry, 20% enriched uranium, which is very highly enriched, not enough quite for a nuclear bomb, but close, close enough, way too close for comfort. And they could do this literally within two days. And the scary part is I believe them as well here. I, I literally think that this could this this makes a lot of sense because wouldn't you think that as part of Obama's nuclear deal he would have made it impossible for them they would have dismantled their uh, ability to enrich uranium and they would have had to start from square one if they can literally resume back to what they were doing I don't believe they ever stopped but even if they did if they can resume within two days there's something very wrong with the nuclear deal wouldn't you think no surprise there so they they can within two days here's the quote Tehran's uh, Arabic language Al Alam TV uh, reported. This is a quote from Beirut Kamal Vandi of the Atomic Energy Organization of Iran. I love it, Atomic Energy Organization. They they should call him the chief of the nuclear death program in Iran. And he says, quote, if America pulls out of the deal, Iran can resume its 20% uranium enrichment in less than 48 hours. Uranium refined to 20% is well beyond the 5% that's normally required to fuel civilian nuclear power plants, but still short of what's needed for a nuclear bomb. So it's just uh, it's just an innocent nuclear program. They're just using it for nuclear energy. They're just using it to power their country, right? 20% enriched uranium. Yeah. Innocent, in, innocent nuclear power program. What's everybody getting so up in arms about? Okay. Nikki Haley addressed APAC. Here's one of the highlights. Here's the quote. At the UN, Israel gets bullied because countries that don't like Israel are used to being able to get away with it. The UN spends more than half of its time singling out one country. We will not stand for it any longer. We will not tolerate a situation that a world body of 198 countries can spend half their time attacking one country, Israel. What used to be a monthly bashing session 
now at least has more balance. We are never going to put up with bullying. She got standing ovation. She got big round of applause. They love her at APAC, Nikki Haley. And uh, I think she's going places in the Trump administration, especially with like Gary Cohen and all these people jumping ship. I mean, uh, you have to believe that Nikki Haley is going to be in the White House very soon. There's a big uh, Pennsylvania special election for Congress, and the Republican candidate is in a lot of hot water. We're going to hopefully give you all the details on that uh, early next week. Big story out of Cairo, MBS Crown Prince uh, Mohammed bin Salman, who, of course, is taking over in Saudi Arabia, and he has been warming up with the United States and with Israel, warming his connections. Well, he went to, to Cairo to cut some deals, and it seems he met there with senior Israeli officials. So MBS met with senior Israeli officials in Cairo, uh, and that's a big deal. We know that they've had these back-channel uh, connections, communications, Israel and Saudi Arabia. We know they've gotten together to fight Iran, to fight uh, Syria and, and, and Bashar al-Assad, to fight their common enemies. So if they're actually having a meeting uh, in person, that's a very big deal, very historic. So we're going to keep an eye on that. Now, responding to a couple of your questions, somebody asked me, you know, why can't Iran have nukes too? Why can't they have nuclear weapons? We're allowed to have nuclear weapons. Israel's allowed to have nuclear weapons. Why, why is Iran not allowed to have nuclear weapons? It doesn't seem fair. I think the answer is obvious, but since you asked the question, I'll just point out that the Iranians are sponsors of terror. The Iranians, they gun down their own citizens in the street. They persecute and oppress their citizens. They, If the Iranian government has uh, political opponents, they put them in jail, let them rot, and they execute them, and they're funding terror all over the world. I mean, Iran, they're, they're bad people. They're bad dudes. So if you don't understand why we we don't have we're not allowing them to have nuclear weapons, I think it's extraordinarily understandable. In fact, I don't understand now. That's the Ron Paul approach, by the way. Ron Paul, I don't know about Rand Paul, but Ron Paul, the father, he believes that let Iran have nuclear weapons. He says we shouldn't get involved. He's an isolationist. Uh, however, I'm a, a very pragmatic person, and you know it's not about fair. I don't even care about fair. I, I, we, we have to prevent the bad guys from having weapons that can kill the good guys and the innocent people. It's a very simple equation. I don't like the fact that Vladimir Putin has nuclear weapons. He also assassinates his political opponents. But what are we going to do? I mean, Putin's as strong as we are, so pretty much. So there's just nothing that's out of our hands, nothing we can do. We can't wage war. We just have to kind of sit and hope and that, that, that Putin and whoever's in charge in Russia is smart enough and trust them uh, that they're not going to pull the trigger. Right? Even the United States, by the way, you know, I, I trust our leaders uh, to not do anything rash and do anything crazy, but we have detonated nuclear weapons in the past, of course, Harry Truman. So it's certainly something that is a concern and it's always frightening. And uh, the other question uh, somebody asked me is, you know, I complain about Bob Mueller expanding his investigation way, way, way beyond the scope of Russia, looking into United Arab Emirates, possibly funding Trump's campaign and other foreign uh, funders of Trump's campaign and shady donors. And somebody said, look, yeah, Mueller's going way too far, but don't we want to know if Trump, uh, in fact, was funded and did have money donated to his campaign by our enemies? Isn't that something we want to be aware of? And the answer is yes. Look, I'm always, I always say that theoretically, if President Trump's done anything wrong, I'll be the first to criticize him. There's no evidence that he did anything wrong. But here's my. So the question is, well, let's find out, right? Yeah, but my point is, at what expense? We have Bob Mueller. This investigation's taking forever. It's costing. Who knows how many millions of dollars? It's it's bankrupting people like Mike Flynn and others who are being investigated. Poor Sam Nunberg and others 
who, who are ju- have just been overwhelmed and uh, they, it can destroy their lives. In addition to that, it's destroying the country. It's dividing the country because you have these headlines all the time uh, about the special counsel, even though you have no evidence to suggest any wrongdoing. But the, the country, the people who read the mainstream media think that President Trump must be a bad guy because we always hear these rumors and always these leaks and everything else coming out of Bob Mueller's office. So if you want to have some low-level person quietly, part of the FBI or the CIA, quietly go and investigate uh, tr- donations to Trump's campaign. By the way, before that, can we look into the Clinton Foundation and all the sk- the pay-for-play scandals involving Bill and Hillary? But I'll put that aside. I'm fine with that. But to have this high-profile, very expensive team of investigators under Bob Mueller I mean, who are just literally tearing the country apart. They're ripping the country apart because you think that maybe somebody in the United Arab Emirates donated the money to Trump's campaign and now, you know, President Trump owes him some favors and, like, there's no evidence whatsoever to support that. I mean, it's just outrageous. It is absolutely outrageous. And meanwhile, we have to beg for a special counsel to investigate Obama. All right, that's going to do it for today, and we thank you all for joining us. We will see you next time.